What up, everybody? Another episode of R2C2 about to come your way. C has a fantastic idea for college football, an interesting Tom Brady comparison. And we talked to Action Bronson, who may just be the most interesting man in the world. He's also down 125 pounds. That's all coming up next on R2C2. R2C2 is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Ringer Podcast Network. Looking for a better way to bet on your favorite sports online? If you can dream it, you could probably bet it through FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel offers spreads, parlays, money lines, over-unders, props, and in-game bets all in an easy-to-use app. When you win, you can receive your winnings in your bank account in as little as 48 hours through safe and secure process. Check out FanDuel Sportsbook app today to experience sports betting the way it always should have been. FanDuel, more ways to win. Mandatory, 21 plus and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Indiana, or Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, call 1-800-522-4700. What's up, everybody? We back. Another R2C2. That's right. A little later on Thursday than normal, but that's okay. People, you know, uh, everything's a little late this week, apparently. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, we got we got people waiting for other things, too. So, yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. They, can wait, they can wait for the pod just a little later. We, we, we wanted to stay in theme with what's going on in our country. So, <laughs> yeah. why not? You know, we could. Have you seen some of these memes, by the way, of like, uh, the the like Nevada count and uh, it's like it's like uh one it's like a dream yeah. come true like all oh, the like man. these memes are like oh it's my god it's crazy gosh. man it's Who? like uh, it's it's you wake up you know you go to bed with certain news and you wake up to different stuff like every day is crazy but uh you know I mean I definitely don't mind waiting for them to count every yeah. vote that you know that's coming in or that's came in so. As long as we got to wait to get this thing right, you know, I don't, I don't mind. Hey, the the beautiful thing about democracy is getting to have your voice heard, right? And everybody should have their voice heard. It seems like a lot of people came out to vote, too, so that's great. Yeah, you know? yeah, that, um, that is great. Yeah, so, you know, hopefully we can just, you know, continue to keep doing that, you know. And after this election, worry about the primaries and, and, and you know, we, we can't stop, you know. You know, one thing I will say on that, and then we'll get to Sling and Heat, I even found myself... Like, I actually did my research for, like, my local election and my judges and stuff like that this year. And and I was like, I, I felt as much as I really believe uh, our media culture right now um, is not productive for sort of the evolution of us as, as people and the way we communicate. And I think a lot of what we see in the angst and the disagreement is a product of the mediums that we're constantly consuming. Because if I have a conversation with someone one-on-one, it's a lot easier for me to share perspective than shouting on Twitter or whatever it might be, right? However, having said that, I felt like this was one victory, right? Because there was this sort of movement of like, hey, really focus on your local elections. Try and get to know these things. Like, think about these candidates. I was like, you know what? 
that sunk in with me that like that really did. I, that made me feel motivated and made me feel better about my involvement on that level moving forward as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and that's the way, you know, you get involved is on a late uh, local and state level for sure. And that's how you see change like in your community. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think it's crazy because like when you grow up like in a place like Vallejo, you always worried about the the local you know, who's the mayor and who's oh, the city yeah. council and all these different things. So that's just something that we always worry about. Like, it's it's just, a, it's a big thing in, in those areas. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's good to be aware and, and up on that on that stuff for sure. That's interesting, man. All right, how about Slinging Heat? See, what do you got for us today? Uh, my first Slinging Heat is, you know, 2020 has been the year of the tournaments, right? And we don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on with college football. You got, you got conferences starting late. You got, you know, some teams not playing. Wisconsin gets another uh, positive test, and they're out. You know what I'm saying? I think that you play as many games as you can until December. Make it make that be like a you know, you take the best 18 teams out of those games that you're able to play, and then you run a tournament for December and January. Ooh, I like I don't, that. I don't man. know how you set it up or whatever how you do it, but you know, just some kind of tournament that you can set up with the best. 18 teams in college football and see, go from there. Just because, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen on the West Coast, you know, with, with tests and, you know, they have to be so perfect with the schedule going out to play in some of these bowl games. It just don't seem fair. So let's, let's scrap what, what the plan was. Obviously, you know, it's 2020. So, you know, you got to adapt and adjust to, to different shit and let's run a tournament. I think that'd be super exciting. So are you saying you would, like, let's say a team has only played, I don't know, five games. Another team has played 10. Would they qualify for you to still be in that 18-team yeah. tournament? Yeah, they would. They definitely yeah. would. I mean, especially if it's, you know, Oregon or somebody like USC or somebody like that, that, I mean, we we know, you know, the strength of schedule and, you know, the teams mm -hmm. that they played and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would, I mean, you're going to have people pissed off no matter what when you got a ranking system. You know what I'm saying? So, just try to do the best you can to pick the best eighteen and or sixteen or whatever, and and get them into a get them into a tournament. I like it. What you got next for uh, slinging heat? See, slinging heat number two is that Tom Brady is operating on a LeBron level in the NFL, bro. Wow, look, I feel look like at, it, huh? Look at what he's doing. Like the the way he you know bounced from his team, obviously. And we, you know, we look at him, you know, LeBron leaving Cleveland and you're like, damn, he won with those guys. You know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing in, in, in New England right now. You look up there and you're like, shit, Brady was winning 10 games with these guys. You know what I'm saying? And he goes to a team with a little better talent, get some, you know, make some trades, get AB in there. You got Fournette. LeBron goes to the Lakers, gets Danny Green, trades with fucking Anthony Davis. And, you know, he's on his way to a championship. So I think Brady set himself up. Watching LeBron, what he's been doing, you know, calculated, set himself up to be in a better situation. Now, you know, he's going into this game week nine against the Saints to kind of like, you know, establish his dominance in the NFC South and, and, and you know, maybe be the best, one of the better teams in the NFC. So uh, this is crazy, man, to see what he's doing um, with a new franchise because, you know, we're, we're so used to our superstars, you know, the, the, the guys that we grew up with. You know, when when we thought they were washed up or they were leaving their main team going somewhere and, and, and being trash. So to see him go somewhere and be on the MVP level is amazing. I'm rooting for him in that Brady Belichick battle. I don't know why, 
but I want when the dust settles, if we had to pick the who was more valuable and look, first and foremost, they're both the best at what they've done, right? Belichick yeah. is the best head coach in NFL history and Brady is the best quarterback in NFL history, best player in NFL history. But I want Brady to ultimately win that battle and and I think he will win that debate if he I mean if the Buck, can you imagine the Buccaneers go to the Super Bowl after what they were oh, last man. year and the Patriots don't win the division in the first year he's not there? Yeah, but I mean, this, okay, this is back to the like the talent level thing though. Like, if Jameis Winston don't throw 900 interceptions, this team's pretty good anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so you're but, saying I mean, it's not all Brady then? I'm, I'm saying that he said, I'm saying that he he went to a great situation. I'm saying that he was very smart and he, and and in the battle of of who's gonna who's who set themselves up to look better in the long run, Brady did the better job. Because Belichick ah. couldn't get rid of him. You know what I'm saying? Like, Brady made sure that he was stuck with... He, but he waited till they were absolutely drained of every fucking thing up there. <laughs> Gronk left. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had absolutely fucking yeah. nothing. And yeah. then he jumped ship to a team that, if they even had just a decent quarterback, they, they're, they're battling the Saints anyway. That team's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking shit away from him, but, you know, he, he, went where, where, he went where he can succeed, bro, for sure. Okay, I see what you're saying. I was, I was sort of, I was a little bit misinterpreting. What you are saying more so is the same way that LeBron read the tea leaves in his current situation, said, I'm going to get out of here before this turns into a bunch of L's. Brady was able to do the same thing and pick the way LeBron cherry-picked the Anthony Davises or the Kyrie it's and the Kevin Loves. Thing. Brady was able to do that with Tampa. Yeah. And and if you and for me, if you if it if when it comes down to it, it's not you know who's going to win the, the Brady Belichick. It's just Brady's a better executive than anybody <laughs> thought he was. Just like LeBron's you. a better you. GM than we thought he was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the same yeah. shit. So they, you know, everybody's on NFL Network talking about did Brady have influence on signing AB? Well, well, who the fuck? Who else brought AB? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, are you kidding right. me? Of course he fucking called AB and and, and got that done because. I think the Seahawks wanted him. You know what I'm saying? He had been working out up there, but Tom Brady calls you, you go fucking, that's where you're going. By the way, that conversation in general always blows my mind when people act like it would be a bad thing to consult Tom Brady on whether or not Antonio Brown is being brought in. Like, well, of course you consult Tom Brady. Of course he has to be a driving force behind it. In what world would it be a good business decision to just drop Antonio Brown in Tom Brady's lap without consulting him? It's not even a consultant. He made the call. Yeah, right. Like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he, he signed AB, bro. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. Well, and dude, that's why I also think like, I do think when there is an, an obvious like best player on a team, and you think like big decisions are made or should be made without consulting them. It's like in what other business structure would that be the way things go with your star right. executive? You know, you know, like you you wouldn't operate that way. Of course, you of course that guy has power. And then people always make us like want to indict the player for having that power. Right. Or if it doesn't work out, then it's their fault. I mean, no, I mean, we, you know, we're collabing over here trying to trying to do what's best to win a championship. You know what I'm saying? People always want to make it seem like the it's it's the player's fault. Like. I mean, I, I, shit just well, didn't work out sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But it, you have to consult the best player or else what the fuck are we doing? Exactly. If if all of a sudden 
Sadie Zillow and Bobby Wagner, our two you know outstanding producers for the program, uh, were told like, hey, there's going to be a third producer coming in. And they just dropped them on our laps, see? And they didn't consult me or you. We'd be like, huh? Like, don't you yeah. want to know that we, we vibe with that? Like, you... You would ask us first. You'd be like, "Hey, we think this person could help." Let let's. What do you think? You know, you wouldn't just like. You, it would be right to have a uh, have a collaborative effort for sure. And the person coming in, like I would I wouldn't want to come to New York, and Andy didn't want me here. Like if I didn't get a call from Andy or Jeter or those guys when I was a free agent, like you don't want to come into a situation where motherfuckers don't want you either. You know what I'm saying? I I always look back to like Rafael Soriano uh, when he came here. Um, and it was like, you know, some people was in the organization saying that he, they didn't want him. And then yeah. some people were saying that they wanted him. Like, that's a fucked up situation to be kind of be walking into in New York. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, you want to make sure that everybody's on the same page, whether that's, you know, the star player, the star exec, whoever, you know. Right. That collaboration's key and, and everyone feeling, you know, like, OK, we're on board with this decision, even if we had initial debates about it. How about your third sling and heat, see? My third thing is, is, is more of a question towards you of uh, how do you feel about these new hires? I mean, Tony LaRusso getting hired in Chicago with the White Sox. Um, I mean, we know how I feel about AJ Hinch getting another job. So yeah. I'll let you go go yeah. there. But I, I, all I have to say about that is I hope that Alice Core and Carlos Beltran get to manage again soon in the big leagues now that AJ Hinch has got another job. So. First things first with the Tony LaRusa hire. I respect Tony LaRusa's baseball knowledge that he's been an unbelievable manager throughout his career. I don't understand that hire at all. And Man. I'm being kind about that. I to me <laughs> <laughs> to, to to me and and speaking to the point of like collaboration, here's the opposite side of what we were just talking about, right? Because apparently at least as far as the latest information I had read, this was strictly an ownership decision, right? And to me, that is a mistake. That is a big mistake because you have, you have a really great young core of talent there that is blossoming, growing. There was a great vibe to the White Sox this year, even their branding-wise. Uh, my guy, LaRoyce Hawkins, who's one of the regulars on Chicago PD, he became like, the voice of them did these awesome videos for them. Like it, it, it was like, I mean, it, it really. I thought they had everything going right for them, building as an organization to where like the White Sox were feeling cool, like, yeah. like the like kind of like a American League version of what the Padres have. Not quite as much talent, but you know, it's right exciting. There. Yeah. yeah, right yeah. there. And and I don't understand bringing in a. Uh, 75 year old man or however old Tony La Russa is I just I think that's a lot to ask of him you know vibe maybe I, I hope I'm proven wrong but I can't see the guys in the clubhouse being jazzed up about that and I think that's a mistake where they're at in their development well I didn't know that that was a, a strictly ownership hire I mean that you and you're right maybe I'm wrong about that that's what I had heard that's what I'd I mean, read in, in the aftermath yeah, I mean, of it that that that's definitely a mistake going back to our just our previous conversation two minutes ago you know what I'm yeah. saying um Especially when you got guys like Tim Anderson, you got, you know, Abreu, you got Juan Moncada in that in that locker room. So, yeah, I mean, you would want to check with your young guys. And I, but, but sometimes when the team is that young, ownership will just make a decision. You know what I'm saying? Where they feel like they don't, they don't, they don't have that star player in there where they need to make that that check. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and that that's, could be a mistake. That's a good point. That's and a good that could point. be a huge mistake because 
These guys are young. It's a different game, man. This yeah. is not the 90s. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is not even the 2000s or late 2000s. This is this is different. This is these are different kids. These are different baseball. So, um, like you said, I hope I hope you know I hope we're proven wrong, but I, I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll see if that works out. And on the other side of things, I am in the business of paying your penance and forgiveness and evaluating beyond. So I'm actually. I'm I'm very okay with AJ Hinch getting another job after losing the last one, being a year out, uh, and I'm really only okay with it. Though to your point, if it is if it also happens for Carlos Beltran and Alex Cora, yeah. if if AJ Hinch can, to me, rightfully be reinstated in the league and get a job, then those other guys should as well, and I'm okay with that because. To me, there are different punishments for different crimes, right? And this was their punishment. It wasn't a it wasn't a, a fatal flaw, so to speak, right? It wasn't a lifetime ban. Um, they paid their due, and uh, they'll always have to live with the reputational stain to some degree as well. And to me, they shouldn't be blackballed from the game after they've they've been punished and served their time. I definitely hope those two get the manage again. Um, yeah, and uh, I mean. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand. I understand. Well, see, today we get to chat with um, an amazing dude. Uh, I, one of our our favorites. We we've had him on R two C two in the past, but it's been a. It, he was like one of our first episodes. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. And and he's he he looks different. He's in a different mind frame now. Um, you know, so it, it'll be a different interview. The guy's hilarious, man. He just like. It's my workout partner, so I get to laugh at him all day or laugh with him all day, every day, man. He's uh, he's fucking crazy, so I'm excited to have him on. Action Bronson, not only a rapper, not only an actor, not only a host and TV personality a in the chef. food space. He's a chef. He's 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 got his own fragrance coming out. He's got a book, and he's and like you said, most importantly, he's your workout partner who has lost incredible weight. You're going to hear him talk to you all about that. And and honestly, see, to me, he's just one of the most interesting like people to listen to I think we've ever had on the pod. No, nah, he really is, and he just connects with people, man. Like, he's, you know, me and you, all, I always talk about, you know, being around celebrities and who's like a real person and who's not, and, and Actions definitely falls heavy on that on that real person side. So, um, you know, he's just he's just fun to be around, and he connects with everybody. So without further ado, here is Action Bronson on R2C2. Action, uh, I think this is the first time we've ever interviewed someone while they're in the middle of playing paddle ball. I think this is the first for us. <laughs> I'm active, man. I'm active. I got to get my body moving. It's no longer lay around anymore. It needs. I get up and I have to move. I got ants in my pants. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I love it. Looking this good, is, too, bro. Thank you. You, too. This is due to you. This is all because of you. <laughs> this is all because of your, your inspiration. I mean, here's the, that's what we have to start with. Both of you are transformed physically. We talk about it a lot in regard to Cece, who I saw in person for the first time since COVID last week. And Beautiful. I was even more blown away seeing him in person than I have been on camera pictures which that in itself had been amazing but in person it's like totally different dude and action how much weight have you lost over this same period of time because i know it's remarkable yeah since around march i lost 125 pounds 
Wow, and, uh, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I mean, it wasn't meant to be there in the first place. So that's why it came <laughs> off quick. I just, I had to take off a, a fucking person real quick, and now I'm back. Now I'm back to almost normal. But he's been locked in, though, Rook. Like, at the gym three days a week, even sometimes four or five days a week. That's right. We go in on Sunday mornings. Like, I mean, it's easy for me to get to the gym. The gym is, you know, close to me over here, but... He's driving from Brooklyn, bro. Like, wow. Locked in, though. Like, I mean, you know, it's for real. inspiring. So, like, me and him being able to work out together, it's a lot of fun for me to, you know, to to be able to watch what he's doing. And it, it makes you want to keep going, for sure, bro. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Like, the other day, we were doing we were doing chest. And I was seeing all the cuts, man. You got mad new cuts that just came <laughs> out. And I'm trying to have these cuts. Like, you inspire me. Every time I see you beasting out and going hard, like Sunday mornings when you're doing that that crazy fireman's carry over your head with the hundred pound medicine ball, Yo. five times, four times back and forth. Like it's it's not it's not a game. We're over here doing some sort of. It's almost as if we're training again to be a professional athlete. Yeah, this but is but a different sport. This is a different sport. This is what I should have been doing while I was playing for sure. <laughs> nah, it wouldn't have been the same. You would have hurt your shoulder. Now your new. Your new career as a NFL tight end, like Raiders <laughs> tight end or something like that. <laughs> now you're perfect. You're in the perfect shape for that. Hey, yo, if, if the Raiders had like a fantasy camp or if the Jets had a fantasy camp for you, like uh, we, we would have to go. Like, 100%. 100%. I'm no longer, I've, denou I've denounced the Jets. Oh, yeah, my bad, my bad, my bad. You're done it's with them? It's all good. You're I denounced them? them. I've denounced them. I'm disgusted with that franchise. It's been too many years of wasted Sundays. I don't feel like it's necessary to give up my time anymore for them because they're not doing anything for me. They're not giving me the love that I need. Yeah, but they still they about to get the first pick though. They're gonna get Trevor Lawrence and then you know then it you're doesn't back. matter. That doesn't matter. <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna get polio with some shit. Never fucking play. He's gonna get some he's gonna get some ancient disease. He's gonna get dengue fever and never be able to play again. It's just it's, it's just the way it happens for the Jets. It's, I don't even hold out hope. I don't so wait, hold out hope. So action, does that mean like, because you're doing something that a lot of fans, they want to do, right? They want to sever ties with this abusive relationship with this franchise, but they can't because yep. it's their team. Are you going to, let's say they do get Trevor Lawrence. Let's say they start next season four and one. Are you hopping right back in? Or are you, are you going to stay away? Knowing nah, yourself, I'm, being honest. No matter what, I'm not going to be going head over heels for anything. I'm just going to observe and enjoy from the sidelines. You know, I'm not going to go crazy anymore because it's taken away many years off my life for these these motherfuckers, <laughs> man. Straight up. I wish to, I could be like that be with frank, the Raiders, bro. I wish, I, I, wish I, mean, I could be like that. I mean, you guys, the thing is you guys keep on getting like, you got Gruden back. You got things. You got a new stadium. You got Vegas now. There's new things. There's always something new. There's always the same old shit with the Jets, and it just keeps on compounding where you like you get your face smushed in it all the time. And as a fan, <laughs> that doesn't feel good. And then Sundays is family day, and I'm over here have to argue about watching that that fucking miserable franchise. Come on. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Action, I've missed the way that you speak and you break things down, man. It's great to have you back on R2C2. <laughs> oh, thank you, man. I'm, I'm, it's an honor to be here again, honestly. So I got to go back to the weight loss for a second, and then we'll get back into because your analysis of sports is just amazing. But 
<laughs> what you I mean, you lose 125 pounds action. That's a that's a massive amount. You do it in eight months. What motivated you to do it? Like, was it beyond CC pushing you in the gym, which, you know, it helps when you have each other. Right. But Push. what was what was the initial spark where you were like, whoa, it needs to happen and it needs to happen now? You know, I was always comfortable in my skin, always comfortable at my weight. It was never a big deal. I mean, inside it was, but outside I played it nicely. You know, it was the I I, I made it seem like it was the cards that would, you know, dealt me and I was going to be that forever. But what really sparked everything was I was writing a book kind of like a self-help, like self-improvement book. And I was just fucking lying about everything, like literally bullshitting everything. Mm. I was doing it just for the check. I and that's to be honest. To this day, it hasn't come out yet, but it will. I just want to set the scene. I did it for the money. But this helped me. Realizing how much bullshit I'm really putting out there to people and how much they look up to me. And I've made it okay to be fat, lazy, and kind of, you know, explosive at times. You know, I have, I have explosive moments, but for the most part, I'm like a... You know, like a hippo, like I just chill, graze around, <laughs> lay in the water, lay in the water. I get ferocious every once in a while. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. You know what's crazy about him, though, Rook? It's like he's super athletic, bro. So, yeah. like, like he can he can literally play any sport. So I knew once he started getting the moving, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was going to fall off quick. And, and you know, once when we were in quarantine, I saw that he was, like, you know, starting to diet and all that stuff. And... I hit him up. I was like, yo, come over to Dave's and, and you know, the, the rest is history, bro. I'm, I'm just so, so excited for him. Yeah. For real, man. And, uh, you know, like I, I was going to, I, my girl got a scale for us and out of nowhere, I hadn't been on the scale in years and I got on it and I was just shocked. I was scared. I had no idea how it happened. 375, 378. You know, I even lied about all that. Like, I don't even know. The number could have been 390 when I got on the scale because it's like PTSD. It's like, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get it out of my fucking mind. I want to never know that that number again, you know? So so at the end of the day, I took extreme, extreme um, actions. I changed my diet drastically. I got moving immediately. And I didn't get into the gym until I lost 60 pounds on my own. So I came into the gym around 315, 310. And ever since then, I'm right, I'm down to 249 right now. But wow. you know, no, no surgeries, no fucking bullshit, no nothing, just straight up hard work, dedication, sweat, fucking lots of grit. Lots of Yo, grit. That's so dope. And and now the the book, because a lot of people do look up to you. So now the book, it, it just makes so much more sense. You know what I'm saying? And and you it really does, but I'm having what you, hard times what you're talking. You having know, a hard time I'm, with the book? I'm having a hard time wanting to put it out because I'm like, you know, I'm I'm reading it and I'm reading the things I said. I'm like, damn, I feel fucking stupid saying some of this shit. Just some of the shit makes me cringe. I don't know. I was in a different mind frame then, and now I'm in a different one. But I feel like the, the that reading all that bullshit is making me a better person. But I have to get over that fact that I'm putting out a bunch of bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know. Not all of it's bullshit. It's just, yeah, I wasn't being true with myself for most of the book. And then towards the end, I come to reality. Are, are you able and to, this, like, kind of show that? I'm not that? even trying. I swear, I'm not even trying to fucking, like, promote nothing. No, I, this no, doesn't no, even no, have no, a date. Yeah, 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 yeah. This doesn't even but, have a date. Nothing like that. It's, this was yeah. literally how it happened. And and fucking, it took it took for me to realize that. And now I feel like I'm, I, I'm meant to 
I don't know. We're meant like I feel like we're meant to show people that you don't have to live that way your whole life because you know we've been struggling with ourselves our whole life, and now you know it's not like that anymore. We've taken control of our own minds, and I think that that was the key. Well, I mean, action along those lines. Couldn't there be a way you do the book then, where the things you look back on and you think are some sort of reflection of the way your emotional or mental state was prior to losing this weight? It, you leave and kind of put in that context. And then it's like, actually, now when I look at that, this is how I feel. So it almost shows your two personalities and how yeah. how how you, not only did your body change, but your perspective and your mind and your, and your, you know, and your emotional state changed when you changed physically. The duality of men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. Right. Nah, but that, and, you know, I'm fucking leaving it open for book number two on this subject you know yeah. so I'm, more, I'm I'm foreshadowing I'm setting up a sequel I like yeah. to set up the sequel you know yeah one one is good but you know this this is an ongoing this is an ongoing story and one ain't gonna be enough I think you always write too about how like when you bigger you always can make an excuse for it like when I was oh. you know when I was walking around 330 pounds 335 pounds I was like well I'm pitching good you know what I'm saying so it was That's always right. like like how you say, like, you know, I was just, I was dealt these cards, like, oh, I'm just a big guy, but it's just a bullshit way to, like, be fat, if that That's makes right. sense, you know what I'm saying? That no, I'm just serious. We like, fucking love two food, fat guys, man. You know That's what I'm saying? Shit. Like, it's just a way that, like, you can, you can be okay with it, but you know deep down, like, you're like, holy shit, like, I'm killing myself, like, I really want to do something about it, so, I mean, take it from both of us, I mean, you know, we you can... You can definitely turn it around if you're out there and you're struggling with that, with, you know, with the weight loss or even just getting started. You know what I'm saying? 100%. It's crazy. Just get the, 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 the most important thing is actually, yeah, obviously this sounds fucking stupid, but you got to get the first foot in front of the other. You know, you got to get started. You got to take a step in the right direction one way or another, whether you start walking every morning, you change, you know, a couple of meals a day into more healthy meals. Get no matter what, stop fucking drinking sodas and sugary shit because that's the fucking main killer, you know? Yeah. I was doing that. I was compounding sugary shit and cakes and ice creams as, uh, as well as eating all kinds of crazy foods all day long. And I thought that that was okay. And like you said, you know, you're walking around at a you know elevated weight and people still love you. Like women still made me feel like I was attractive even though I'm not. You know what I'm saying? My mother still, <laughs> my mother still, <laughs> my mother still loves me. You know, yeah. you, you, the, the fans they call you fat fuck, but they still love you. You know, but it's and it's for it's all it's all for a good reason. Sometimes you have to be talked too harsh. Me, I need to be fucking talked to sometimes in a harsh way for me to realize what's up. That perspective on weight loss, I think it's going to inspire people. In addition to being entertaining, the way you both break it down, I think <laughs> I think it's gonna inspire people. But it, I mean, it's, it's, true it's, ama shit. it's amazing, we're, man. So combine between you two, we're testaments. Yeah, we're you testaments. are. Yeah, you are. You really are. What combine between you two? So action. You've lost one twenty five thus far. C. What are you at for what I'm you are? Down you are forty five. So I mean, all right, you guys have lost one hundred and seventy pounds between you. I mean, that's yeah. th that's amazing. God bless. That is incredible. That's that's a welterweight challenger in the UFC. <laughs> Straight up. We fucking lost a welterweight between us. It's amazing. My hey, God. We, we got to give a shout out to Dave Palladino, too. because Dave, Oh, man. 
Dave, he Honestly, owns Impact Zone, which is the gym the you man. guys go to, and he's amazing he's at what man. he does. He's amazing he really at what is. he does. So and, you know, it takes a lot. It takes it takes certain personalities to mesh. Also, you know, like Dave's personality just meshes with us. You know, I I I haven't worked with a lot of trainers. I haven't worked with many people, but I know that I don't really like people like that. And I like Dave. <laughs> yeah. Dave, Dave gets through to me on a level like uh, like I'm watching The Sopranos or something. And you know what's crazy about Action too? I wouldn't have brought Action to the because he's super uh, just a normal guy. You know me and you we always talk about like celebrities yeah. and normal people, and he's a normal person. So you have to like he has to be around normal people. Like he's not gonna come to the gym. And and do a bunch of bullshit and and all that you know what I'm saying so like yeah. Dave actually being super cool is the reason why he we mesh with him too for sure absolutely absolutely and you know there's there's obviously weirdos at the gym that that gawk and this but for the most part it's definitely a nice chill area mostly older people we go early in the morning so we have our own like little morning crew it's good it's a good uh. vibe. It, it helps motivate you, too. When you're working out with someone, it makes a big difference, man. It really sure. does. It, it's, I'm always it's, looking over. Yeah. I'm always watching. <laughs> we have got to tell you about our new favorite bet concept this season. You guys know, if you've been with us this year, we've been playing same-game parlays on FanDuel Sportsbook. They're pretty simple. All you have to do is combine multiple bets from one game into a single parlay. This way, the payouts are even bigger when you win. And FanDuel will refund the first same game parlay you lose on any NFL, or they were also doing World Series games as well, each week up to $10. That means you can bet a different parlay risk-free. See, uh, last week didn't go so well for you, but because it's risk-free, if our audience bets with us with the first $10, it's risk-free again. Let me ask you, what is your same-game parlay this week? This week, I'm going. I'm gonna kick. I'm gonna kick these guys when they're down. I'm going. I'm going Pittsburgh <laughs> minus 13 and a half at Dallas. I just All right. Watching the Cowboys play the last couple weeks, man, they look absolutely fucking horrible, and Pittsburgh looks really good. So um, I'm gonna go. Minus 13 and a half, and the over-under is 41, um, so I'm going to go to over. All right. I like it. Uh, that one, you know what, see? I'm joining you on that, okay? I'm, I'm co-signing the bet, both the over-under as well as the Pittsburgh minus 13 and a half. With your first NFL same-game parlay of the week, you'll get 10 bucks back if we don't win. Now, there's one catch. FanDuel is the only sportsbook app that has these same game parlays. So if you don't already have a FanDuel account, just use the promo code R2C2. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code R2C2. Try it out. You're going to love it. Must be 21 plus and present in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, West Virginia, Indiana, Colorado, Iowa, Tennessee. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Terms apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Illinois, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Action, I mean, you, in addition to your music career and acting, and I want to get more into your sports perspective as well because you're such a knowledgeable fan, you know, you you have also been this incredible, you know, food host slash connoisseur 
you know, of, of food programming. And I'm wondering how does what you've done with your diet now affect the way you're thinking about your role in that space? Well, you know, I feel like there's still obviously room for me to, to do all that type of stuff. It's just, I was living that life every day. Mm. You know, I was living that life where you go to five different restaurants and eat 10 different times. And, you know, I was living that fuck that's delicious lifestyle literally every day where, you know, people would, chefs would always want to take care of you. They'd ask you to send over food to the studio and they would blast you. You know, it wouldn't be like they were going to send over one thing. They would send over the whole menu. And, you know, you can't put you can't put something in front of me and tell me no. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, like if it's in front of me, I'm gonna indulge. I'm gonna have some. Yeah. So I mean, and even like at Vice, you had the whole Munchie Kitchen, bro. Like exactly. Like, I had though, like, yo, he had yeah. Own, uh, like he was bringing I, in like chefs uh, all over the uh, world. Uh, like, that's what I'm dude, saying. Was just like I had up shit. Like it was. I, I had a crazy. good run over there. Had I had a, a good run, run over, over there. there. <laughs> I had a good run over there. I literally did whatever I wanted for eight years. And yo, uh, that shit was wild. I try uh, to I try yeah. to explain to people. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker got his own kitchen. And you just bring in chefs to make whatever the fuck they want. I, I still remember. I still remember the bacon I had that day. I think David Burke was there or something. Yeah. David we were there. Yeah. Burke, hundred yes. percent. He had the bacon hanging off yes. the hanger. Yes, yes. yes. And, and it was. Uh, it's still the best bacon I've ever had in my life. It was ridiculous. Down so, you. He doesn't play games. That's an inventor oh, of that dish. Oh, so action. What you do basically is you you change it then from a. Uh, a, a lifelong everyday cheat day to picking your spots now for a cheat day. Is that what you do? Well, it's not only about cheat days, you know, like, of course there's going to be cheat days, but there's, you know, there's things that are delicious that are healthy for you, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I just, I just have to show all sides of me, you know? I like to get stoned, you know? I like to get stoned and work out. I like to get stoned all day long. I also <laughs> like to eat healthy. It doesn't give me the money. I don't know, being high, helps me work out. Being high helps me focus. It's, I don't know, it kind of works different for other people. But for me, this is the lifestyle I lead. So I want to show all aspects of it. So you're moving to Jersey is what you're telling us, actually. I'm moving to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already looking for houses in the area just so I can be close. That's right. Uh... I, 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 now, let me ask you this, because I, I, I have a bit of naivete when it comes to to marijuana in general action, is it common that it enhances workout practices? Because I would feel like that seems counterintuitive to me. For most of my friends yeah. who smoke, I feel like I can't picture them working out right after they do. It depends on how you use it and what it's in your life for. Like my mother taught me about that. My mother taught me about really? smoking a joint and going to work out. Yeah, she used to love to smoke a joint, then go walk around Flushing Meadow Park and listen to salsa. You know, like that was her favorite thing. That's that was awesome. her favorite thing to do. So I took that and I just enhanced it. So now I just like to, you know, lift, smoke. I don't know. There's hash makes me feel better. It bring, you know, I'm a natural. I guess I'm hyper ADHD where I'm a little attention deficited. There's a deficit in my attention. So <laughs> the fucking, I feel like the hash combats all that and brings me back to reality and kind of acts as, as a focus tool kind of like the way Adderall would work for some mm. I, I know some people that 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 for sure it helps them you know what I'm saying and I know some people that have to wait until after but I mean, yeah. I mean like action but I know I know a lot of different people that like 
can definitely smoke and then go right to the gym for sure. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Like I said, you know, like it's 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 about showing everybody. It's about showing everyone that you could do it. You know, yeah. this is not something. This is not rocket science. It just takes it takes motivation. It takes grit, and it takes something that, that you have deep inside you. And I feel like everyone has that. You just gotta you gotta unleash it. But and now, then and then but but root to your point. Yeah. That's like bringing even more fans to him if he's showing you know the healthy side. He's working out and. And then he's going to have a great meal somewhere. You know what I'm saying? That's fuck, right. Fuck that delicious. This goes off to a different market. Like, you That's know, the, right. the health and fitness market is like a huge market. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, this oh guy's got trying, so many different I'm avenues. Trying to be, like, I'm trying to be on speaking tours, bro. I'm yeah. trying to... Me and you, we need to be speaking at Harvard, Yale, <laughs> Grambling. Sure. Yeah. You know? Straight yeah. up. Straight you, up. You, I mean, Everywhere. you got... You guys would be phenomenal. You would be phenomenal at that. It would be excellent. I know. It's, we are, this is already in, this is already like, I see us as Arnold and Danny already. We got our little boot, we got our little <laughs> yeah. boot camp going, bro. Make up our little regiments, bro. I'm telling you. Straight up. Yeah, we, we, we got to publish the book, the DVD. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I love it. Well, I mean, you are right about that, though, C. Like, if you think about it, 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 the world just opens up, right, for you in that space because now it's like, okay, you could do the cheat day stuff if you want, but you could also be like, hey, you know I like good food. I'm telling you, this stuff that you think is healthy and maybe not great, it actually is. Here's where you can find this. I mean, there's a million things you could do in that space. It's amazing. That's what I'm saying. It's never ending, and you know, this was never meant to be something to prosper off of. It's just meant to be yeah, yeah. for me to live my life. But if yeah. if if Things, if I could motivate people in 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 the same breath and and make people feel good and feel like they could do it as well, then this is this is what I'm meant to do, you know. One of the things I love about you, action. This is like going to be a nerdy play by play guy thing. You have an amazing vocabulary. Like I I just I love listening to you speak, man, because you got Thank a beautiful you, vocabulary, and it's like it's one of the for me for I, I, I it's as a play by play guy. It's such it's such a nerdy thing for me, but I love like I just love it when I was like you you drop words and obviously you are a, a professional wordsmith, so it makes sense. Yeah, that's what it <laughs> but, but, but you it, but like it's like it's constantly present and I love it, man. I just it, I, I get a kick Appreciate out of you, it. Really, Thank really you, do. bro. So uh, you know, like I come from an I come from an English background. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's it. That's where it comes from, right? <laughs> that's it. I come from a you know it's not. Encyclopedia Britannica background. <laughs> you know? Well, it well, works. It very much works. What about action? You got to be, uh, I know you, you know, you've been involved in acting in, in a, a few different ways. And, and I think we're even up for a role in, in the matrix four recently, but you were in the Irishman. <laughs> you were yeah, in the Irishman. What, I mean, how, how close were you working with your scene, you know, selling the caskets with, Scorsese, De Niro, like what was that like, man? Yeah, it was just it was a three man huddle. It was wow. me, it was me, Bob, and Marty in a three man <laughs> huddle. That's really it. That's really what it was. And you know, like Marty makes you he makes you feel really comfortable. He's like, hey, I, you know, he's just talking to me like a normal dude. There was no lines. He just set the scene of what he wanted me to do, and then I had a walk and talk, which you would imagine is pretty easy when you're in you know normal conversation in life. But trying to do a walk and talk, knowing you have to walk and talk is kind of it's almost as if you're fucking stupid. Like, wh why can't I walk and talk at the same time? But 
he made me feel really comfortable. It was, you know, it was fairly easy. I thought that uh, I thought that I bombed, but they put it in the movie and it worked out. I'm very happy about it. <laughs> I always it think great. I do. I always was, think was, I do bad. It was no lines though, so he just told you like set the scene and like, yo, this is this, what I want you to do. Yeah, they wow. said they said to men they said to mention something about particle board because you know particle board is you know if, if when you die and you want to be cremated you don't want to go for the most expensive casket you're going to put it in the fucking oven anyway you want to just put them in one of those boxes that's sawdust compacted particle board <laughs> so i had to come up with a whole i had to come up with all kinds of things around that and how to sell this guy's casket it was a very sad scene it was you know yeah, it was one yeah. of those scenes for a lot of for a lot of movie enthusiasts and a lot of film buffs, they feel like that was a turning point because he was so sad and and old and no one else cared about him anymore after a life of the ring and being that guy, you know? Yeah. Like there's only three people with the ring. And who, who fucking cares if three people got the ring? Everyone's dead. No one even knows what the ring is. Mm, yeah, man. I mean, that is that's gotta be a surreal feeling though, when like C said, you're not given lines and you're you're literally you're huddling up with yeah. two of the greatest to ever do it. Like and it's just like, hey, this is what we're going to do. That's a like that's an you could you know, you could have the most prolific acting career and not have an experience like that. That's what I'm saying. That you think about how many rappers have rapped about Scorsese movies and shit like yeah. that. I'm actually I'm in it. I'm in one. I'm in it. I've I've I broke I, I broke the Da Vinci Code of rap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ling really Linguini spaghetti Linguini Alfredo and Scorsese movies. <laughs> <laughs> you have so action. You know that uh, you know that C has come over to be, be a Brooklyn Nets fan. And, oh, I know. I've heard. And we know Latchkey Mike is a Brooklyn Nets fan. You're your you, buddy. Right now, bro. Hey, look at that timing. <laughs> you already know. Beautiful. Let me tell you something. Action, you I know where you're going with Yeah, this. you know where I'm going. Where going. Once again, I don't denounce the Knicks, but I definitely am disgusted with the Knicks. So, with that being said, I'm very happy for Steve Nash. Yes. I love Steve Nash. I always wanted Steve Nash on my team. Why could we never get Steve Nash on the Knicks? <laughs> Why could the Knicks never get a lot of people, bro? But bro, <laughs> I mean, the Knicks you know couldn't what? get but anybody. The, but the new, the new front office they got, I, I got faith in, in Wes and Leon. I do. I, I do. really do. I, I mean, I mean Thibodeau should have been there five, six years ago. I just can't. I just can't run with him right now. For the time being, I'm gonna go to Brooklyn until yeah. Wes and Leon get the shit together over at the Garden. Yeah. Hey, listen, I never want to be banned from the garden. So listen, I love the Knicks no matter what. <laughs> can never be banned from the garden, bro. I go watch a lot of UFC over at the garden, man. I need to be able to walk in the building as I feel. So at the end of the day, I, you know, I, I can never be a Brooklyn Nets fan, but I'm not going to root against them. Mm. Well, we'll we'll take you. We'll take you to, you know, just sort of idly watch whenever you want. No, you, I, I, yeah. I would love to. I would love to. I come, <laughs> I support. I can't wear any of the paraphernalia, but I'll support. Yeah. Uh, you know You know what I was going to tell you while we're on here, Root? We need to get yeah. this guy to take us on a pizza tour. Oh, oh let's yes. go. Oh, real pizza tour. To, real pizza tour. Yeah. This is that who was, we need to, to take yeah. us the on R2 a tour around C2 the city. The R2C2 pizza tour. 
Times yeah. Fuck oh, That's yes. Delicious. We're going to do three states. We're going to do the tri-borough area. We're going to do Jersey, New York, and Connecticut. There oh. we go. I'm all this, about this it, This guy's man. got the connect. You uh, know? I love it. Which, which, what, I mean, can you give us a, a preview of which spots, or does it have to be a surprise? No, 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 no previews. Okay. But it's no going to involve, we're going to be taking a really nice sprinter around. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm good with that. As long as we get the kettlebell, we get the kettle, we bring the kettlebell so we can do a workout on the side of the road as as we stop. One hundred percent. That's the only place. way we're. That's the only way we're able to do this is if we do five thousand squats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Tim Ferriss has his uh, book, uh, The Four Hour Body. You ever? I don't know if you ever heard of this book, but one of his tactics, no joke, is before a cheat meal, doing twenty five to fifty air squats. And just talking about the way it changes you internally, whatever to get you going. So I mean, he's he's li- he's literally speaking my language. I did, I did. I was shooting a fuck that's delicious episode with my guys over here in Brooklyn at this pizzeria called Lindustry. Mm-hmm. And during the taping, I did 500 squats just because we were eating <laughs> focaccia, we were eating pizza, and I didn't even have my. I must have had maybe tops two slices out of everything. 500 squats. I lost four pounds. I gained three inches on my thigh. It was crazy. (laughs) That's what it's all about right there. It's nuts, man. We're not playing games out here. But the hardest, like the days that you work out the hardest are are when you're supposed to cheat. So that's why every every time on Sunday, we go to the gym at 6 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And we go crazy for an hour, Ruko. Like, we just make up shit. And that's the day that I used to cheat. (laughs) Because I'm, I'm just sitting here watching football and I can eat whatever I want. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's so, the way to do it. So that's, that's why you're, you're holding 100 pounds over your head walking. That's why I'm fucking, yeah. I'm motivated to get right back to my couch so I can fucking crush pancakes and all that shit. <laughs> one day, then I'm, right back on my, then I'm right back on my diet. No, You know, all the gluten. That's the, that's the trick right there. That's the trick to get right back on it. Don't, don't keep on compounding those days. You see, we're walking around with how much I've lost. 120 pounds over our head. Imagine that was actually on my body still. It's Man. fucking yeah. depressing. Yeah. It's right. depressing when you see that. Well, I mean, but it, it makes me. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Do you have a Do you have a goal in mind, action for like? A, is there a number beyond this that you want to get to? Are you good now? Or how How do you look at it? That's not a number. It's just the name, Ronnie Coleman. Straight up. Uh, that, that, that is fantastic. Yeah. I think uh I, I, I think that's a good that's a good goal. That's to a have. great yeah. That's a really good goal that what about bro, you, do you you have a cologne coming out, is that right? I do. Well it's a fragrance, it's not a cologne, it's unisex, it's for everybody, it's for whatever. Okay. Man, the tagline is splash by Baklava. Man, woman, whatever. <laughs> Splash. Yo, he bottled these things himself, though. Like, Whoa, personally, really? like, bottled them up himself. I got my man Latchkey coming over to my studio today to help me bottle the last 500. Nice. Wow, man. What's it smell like? Yeah. Give, it, give us a little uh, description of the aroma. Well, I'll tell you, it smells like coming out of the Mediterranean Ocean with, like, fucking 30 gold chains on. Uh, <laughs> You know, with the sh- with with a ten pack, with shoulders of a Greek god, with like the the back the size of the African continent. It's just like 
You know that it smells like it smells like the scent of ancient species. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pretty great. Oh, man. It's a species. It's a species that's that comes from the deep, from the depths. So you could just, I don't know. So you could just smell like slash. <laughs> <laughs> I love I that. Love it. Well, action. We we won't keep you too much longer. I know you got some uh, paddle ball to play there, and, and you're giving us it's a lot good. of time on the court. But it's um, so good. How about sports wise right now? Like, what is there one or two takes you have right now that are most top of mind to you? Whatever sport it may be, whatever team player. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's. I don't think it's a team sport at this point. My 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 top take is that mixed martial arts is the most exciting sport in the world as we wow. speak. Wow. The fact that Dana White and the UFC were able to pull off all those amazing fights during the quarantine and keep everybody moving and keep everybody entertained, man, it was a beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, I've been in love with this sport since back in the day with the black box where you had the cable box that my man had and he had all the channels illegally. So yeah. we used to go over there, watch the cage fights and watch the WWF and all that stuff. So mixed martial arts is by far the most exciting sport on planet Earth right now. Not mad at that. That's that, I, I like that. That's a strong take, man. That's a strong take. Yeah. I I have to I have to say like I and I I broadcast boxing, so I shouldn't be this way. But when I watch MMA, I get squeamish, man. It's it's not easy for me. It's not easy for me to watch people getting kicked yeah, in the face. I don't. It's hard enough for me to tough. watch when I'm calling boxing. I, yeah. I and you're that close seeing it. Like it's. I flinch constantly, you know. Um, did you call? But, did you call the the Gervonta Gervonta Davis knockout? No, no. But that was ferocious. That was that, was that was very ferocious, you know. Damn. And that kid is a top level, top level, you know, top level champion. The other kid, Leo Santa Rosa, yeah. like or Santa Cruz. Pardon me. Like it's just this two high level people in the in the in the octagon or in the ring together, and it's the best man comes out. It's yeah. been ha it, this is like the this is land before time shit. Since there was dinosaurs, men have been doing this. Yeah. Well, and look, I I mean, uh not to go morbid, but just like speaking about this, like I, I broadcasted the fight last year where Patrick Day died. And Damn. rest and, in peace. Yeah. That was and, that was a that was a oh. uh that was one where it's, it doesn't happen like that all the time. No, no. I don't and know it, if he had an underlying thing or if the medical situation, I don't know what his thing was, but I feel like something was wrong with him prior. Well, it, you know, the, the crazy thing about that fight, and he was fighting a, I mean, he was a decorated enough amateur himself, but then he was fighting an Olympian and really decorated amateur in Charles Conwell, and, and, uh, and, and the problem was like Charles had knocked him down a couple times, but usually, you know, when you get those undercard fights where the favorite is, you know, getting an early knockdown or two, those fights usually end early and they get the guy out of there. Cause it's usually pretty clear that the guy yep. need, needs to be gotten out of there. But in this case, Patrick didn't, he didn't look that shook. He didn't, it didn't look like an obvious, like we need to stop the fight. And so he was able to, I think withstand, more in those early rounds than yeah. you would have liked him to, and it's oh, my heart just when you when you yeah when you when you watch it back when you watch it back and you just watch the end of the fight when they were talking to him and he was just not there. It's just that's sad shit. Yeah. So that's got, why you need you need those people who are decorated and in the know, and have the medical observ observationists around you 
the observance of all these medical practitioners and as well as the referee to make sure that they take care of those fighters in there because they can't help themselves once they're not fucking silly. You know, you're taught to be a warrior and to go out on your shield, but sometimes you can't save yourself. And that's what those people are in there to do. And I feel like I, I know Deontay Wilder. He said, he, you know, he, he fired he fired his corner for, you know, wanted to stop the fight or for throwing a towel or whatever, even thinking about it. I just think that that sends the wrong message. You know, at the end of the day, they know better than you. You know, they, yeah. they want to keep you. They want to keep you. They want to keep you alive. You know, once you start taking those those smashes and those hits, you can't really stop because you can't see them anymore. You can't see the hits coming at you. You know, you're not you're literally not silly. Your brain's not working the same way anymore. You're concussed. That's why they get you out of the game immediately when you're concussed. You're fucking it. Right. Brain gets rattled. Yeah. You know, man. so you know, one or two punches could concuss you easily and you could continue the fight. You could you know these fights, that's what I'm saying. It's not a very it's not it's not longevity, but it, to me mixed martial arts there's more it's not just punching and kicking each other. This is it's it's human chess. Mm. Yeah. The, he, that's he, what it is. It's it's human chess. Yeah. I mean it's it, it is incredible and and also in these sports you have some of the most incredible personalities as well. Like cuz sure. you know like cuz these guys know they have to be their own promoters too, right? So like 100%. And so when you I always think when you sit down and you talk with a fighter, there's some of the most interesting people you will ever talk to in your life. Like they are absolutely because oh, they have to be the whole brand. You know what I'm Ex saying? Like they have exactly. to sell the fight. Then you got to go in there and fucking win the fight. You know, like it's, it's yep. you have to be you have yep. to be so dynamic to be to, to be this top level fighter for sure. Right. Yo, I actually I actually got a call with G Shock. I'm trying to make my own watch so I could give one to everybody. Go, <laughs> go, go do it. Go, I love go it. Do it. <laughs> I love you. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see. Uh, All right, bro. I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, good stuff, action. Peace. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thank bro. you, guys. Thanks, love you action. guys. Thank you. Too, Peace. Man. Bye. We'll see. I mean, one thing I know for sure: as soon as uh, that fragrance comes out, I'm going to get some because apparently I'm going to be bulletproof when I have uh, when I have splash on. The splash. I put out the, I put out the Mediterranean Sea with <laughs> thirty gold chains <laughs> and a back the size of of the continent of Africa. <laughs> oh, that was oh, great. That was great. This He's is a all dude, day, man. bro. Every morning, all day. I love it, man. I love it, and I love his perspective on losing weight and you know the the inspiration both of you have provided and and. Just interesting to hear Action talk about how his mindset has changed in the aftermath of his uh, his body changing. For sure, for sure. Well, you know the deal, guys. We have new episodes every Thursday, as well as bonus episodes. So make sure you're following us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. It's at R2C2. Download, rate, review, subscribe. Tell everybody you know. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. And everybody, stay safe, stay peaceful, stay loving uh, during uh, this this wild, uncertain time. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. Yes, Peace. sir.